0: Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgham.
1: And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. And I'm Sergeant Ackerberg. And we're joined also by Lady the Therapy Dog, so you'll hear her in the background.
0: On each episode of The Pillars, we find a brief resilience topic so you can practically fix any potential roadblocks you encounter and finish a better wingman, airman, and leader. And today we just finished an interview with Lady here at Public Affairs. So if you hear her in the background panting, she is our therapy dog. We do bring her around for visitations, at least on the Langley campus, and we try to bring her wherever we can. But today's topic is actually not about Lady. It's about
1: leadership. And I know we've talked about this before, and you've probably seen us talk about this in a handful of five minutes to thrive. But what we wanted to do is to take more of an in-depth look at the character traits or the virtues, if you will, that comprise a good leader. Now, uh, we did a five minutes to thrive on each of these four traits that we're going to discuss. It was based off a speech given by Lieutenant General Stephen Quast, uh, who was the previous commander of Air University at Maxwell Air Force Base, currently the commander of AETC. And what uh, General Quast talked about um, in his speech on leadership was that there are four traits endemic to somebody who may be regarded as a good leader, and those are nobility, humility, courage, and compassion. So we're going to talk about each uh, of those four, starting today with nobility. Nobility. Now, uh, Chaplain, when you hear the word nobility, what does that bring to mind?
0: Well, based on your Five Minutes to Thrive, which is our <laughs> weekly publication, uh, I noticed that the line The Witch in the Wardrobe, that mm-hmm. idea of the king coming forward and almost thinking of royalty, mm-hmm. and that's what initially came to mind. Now, we've talked about it, and there's a lot of elements of nobility that I, I just forgot.
1: Sure, sure. So I think General Quauss chose that word because um, it conjures those images to mind. And when we think about a, a monarch, um, a, a patriarch, or a matriarch, uh, somebody who has dominion over a, a large group of people, we think about somebody who needs to be a lot of different things. So just, um, moral has a lot of uh, virtues, somebody who we will look up to and respect. And these are, are characteristics that I think um, define nobility in the broader sense. Uh, but it's, it's difficult to be a noble if you will. Uh, we have the phrase heavy is the head that wears the crown. And the reason for that is that we call upon our rulers and the people who are in those types of, um, monarchy laden positions to make very difficult decisions because they're having to, to weigh the, um, the pros and cons, the good and the bad of these different decisions and how it affects those people over whom they, they uh, do have responsibility. And sometimes they're, um, having to make decisions that could negatively impact, um, some or all those people because of, uh, let's say, the greater good or because of the long-term perspective. Um, And so that's where being a noble leader requires us to um, really look into ourselves and define what it is that's important um, and how we're going to take that goodness that in which we believe and actually produce something that may not necessarily be popular uh, with the folks who are leading.
2: In the military, we try to instill as our Three core values, mm-hmm. um, but those sometimes aren't ones we choose for ourselves. They were we try to adopt them because we've joined this family. Um, but when we really think about our values, it's really what helps you guide your day to day life. You know, when you're when you see a five dollar bill on the ground that just fell out of somebody's pocket, you know, what is your first instinct? Do you think that's mine because he dropped it? Do you think give the $5 back to the person, right? Mm -hmm. Do you just leave it, right? And so something like that can really help you figure out what are your values. It's really just what helps you make the choices in our day um, to get us where we want to go in the big scheme of our, our life.
0: Well, and it isn't just identifying your core values and and living them, but communicating them, which Mm -hmm. I think is part of the nobility piece, Mm -hmm. because we want someone to be authentic, but they want to say, well, the reason I'm doing this is because I'm putting service before self. They're showing the link to the value Mm -hmm. because some of those harder decisions that might advance the organization could negatively impact for the short term the people in the organization. But mm-hmm. if they understand where they're going, you know, some great examples, the Battle of the Bulge in World War II, it was tough on the soldiers. They're going mm-hmm. through the winter, they're mm-hmm. losing food, losing ammunition, and yet the leader in that point is communicating General Patton saying, this is why we're doing this. This is what we need to do. It's part of our values. And those kind of things help people make it through difficult times. Again, linking the action to the value and saying it out loud, but also living it.
1: You guys make a great point. And uh, Sergeant Ackerberg, I like how you brought up the Air Force core values, because I think those three, uh, service before self, excellent all we do, and integrity- First. Um, Mm -hmm. Those three really define nobility uh, because if we're acting in accordance with those Air Force core values, then we are being noble. And I think it's a good guide. Um, Certainly, the Air Force believes it's a good guide, but it it may uh, be necessary or not necessarily. Sufficient. So we need to look also at, at those things that are important to us and make sure that we're living according to those things, Chaplain. Like you're saying, laying our virtues become actions. Um, I, I know I brought this up before we started recording with you guys, but um, have you ever been in a situation where uh, somebody was introducing themselves, maybe a new commander, a new first sergeant, superintendent, and they self-described as a servant leader? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. I've heard it. You know for as long as I can remember. And it always uh, rubbed me the wrong way because... Um, more often than not, unfortunately, what I came to see later from the, that person's actions was inconsistent with the concept of a a leader who truly wants to serve their people. And I'm not saying that all people are like that. And certainly there are servant leaders out there um, who do a great job of putting their people first. Um, but what um, what's more important is when you communicate those virtues that you're actually acting in accordance with them on a consistent basis. Um, so then people can have faith that you do have their best interest at heart, that you are are a person of integrity, and that you don't have um, regular lapses of integrity, or you are committed to excellence, and you, you don't uh, lapse into in excellence from time yeah. to time.
0: Well, in one way, if you're a leader listening to this, I advocate everyone in their career should at some point get a 360-degree assessment. Mm-hmm. What that is, is it's a poll where they talk to the people above you, your peers around you, whether they're working with you in your organization or even outside your organization and know you, and those under you. It's not for someone very early in their career, but eventually, when you do it, I think most people are shocked. I've done it multiple times, and I'm continually shocked because we all have this lens we see our lives through. Sure. And we tend to judge other people by their actions, but mm-hmm. we tend to judge us by our intentions. We're more so forgiving with ourselves. We are ourselves. so much more forgiving. Yeah. It's so
1: called, it's a common attribution bias in psychology. You know, we explain our um Faults and misgivings with situational type um, of things. You know, oh, I was running late that day. Or, you know, I didn't get enough sleep. But for other people, we say it's part of their character. It's part of who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody cuts you off in traffic. Oh, that guy's just a <laughs> yeah, whatever exactly. it is. It's a part of their character.
0: Well, and there are a number of federal organizations that do this. The Office of Personnel Management will facilitate this for you. But I will tell you, it is worth it just to get an idea of am I living the values I I'm speaking, the things that I say, am I doing? The servant leader illustration mm-hmm. many people I've seen that have come in and said, Oh, I'm a servant leader, they don't necessarily do that. They're more maybe transactional or a different type of leadership modality. And if you just understand that about yourself as a leader, it helps you to make different decisions that are aligned to your values and the organizational values.
2: I would agree, definitely. You know, coming from the airman perspective, when we look at our leaders, um, we get a lot of briefings, a lot of enlisted calls, a lot of commander's calls, and a lot of people are throwing a lot of stuff at us and we're listening and we're absorbing it. Um, but then when we walk out, we're looking for action, you know? So if, if a commander's saying like, we're going to improve work hours or we're going to improve conditions or we're going to decrease the mission or we're going to like my favorite one when I was an airman, we're going to do less with less. Not more with less because they said that, but then they came back and said less with less. And so we all went back to the work session like, yes, okay, what are we going to push off? And then it was kind of like waiting, 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 and then it got kind of frustrating because you're still feeling like nothing is moving. And there probably was stuff moving, just at our level, we didn't have that communication or that feedback that there are making changes and things are moving in that direction.
1: And that brings up another good component of uh, nobility as a leadership style, and that's how you speak with your with your people. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of feedback that you give them. And I think it's important to have um, a good relationship with your folks to the extent possible, try to give them timely and accurate feedback. But this is probably one of the most difficult things, especially for new leaders, and I know especially for me, was to give somebody – Negative feedback, mm-hmm. and here we are in a new EPR system where uh, we've done away with the firewall fives. Everybody's great, and mm-hmm. now we have to to rank order them. <clears throat> so let's say if you're you're an NCO out there with six troops under you how are you going to have that conversation with your four of six or your five of six or your six of six? Are you going to tell them that they're meeting your expectations and, and just glaze over the fact that you're, um, not recommending that they get that higher strat, or are you going to actually tell them where they stand and why, and then empower them on how they can improve their, their rating? I would say that's probably the one of the more difficult ways to, mm-hmm. to lead. And it's a, um, Uh, I think a a situation that a lot of us are afraid to even uh, approach, but a noble leader will find a way to have that conversation and um, will will let the other person leave that conversation feeling like um, they're motivated to, to achieve that higher level. Yeah.
0: Because in our current system, your four or five of six might be an amazing performer. And, Absolutely. And they need to leave charged up to keep fighting and doing the best in the mission while acknowledging the truth of the situation and where they fall. And most people, if you're a noble leader, you can communicate that well. Again, making those values-based statements. Mm-hmm. So you're not talking about the person necessarily. You're talking right. about the actions and how it lines to the values and compared to the other or other folks. It's that values-based discussion. And people are they're a lot more open to feedback when it's around values and It's Mm -hmm. not around just work. It said, well, this is how I saw it, putting service before self or um, excellence. Mm -hmm. How do you, and asking the questions of saying, well, let's say in this this product you produce, this intelligence product, how much excellence did you put into it? Did you hit the standard? Did you go above? Are you just making the donuts? What did you do with it? And having conversations around that value.
2: Well, I think really when we're asking airmen to be that whole airman concept, you really have to, you know, get into the weeds of all areas of their life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the EPR is just a a guideline, a setup of the basic questions we should be asking, um, especially the feedback forms, basic questions we should be asking. But we need to dive in and really figure out what makes them tick, you know, and then if you really want them to join you, you know, like as the leader, you got to give them why, you know, why should they join? Um, And so Simon Sinek Mm -hmm. has a great TED Talk, which is The Power of Why. And he talks and explains exactly why companies are so successful because it's not always the product they produce their products are great but mm. we don't buy their products because we like maybe just the product we buy it because we buy into the value of the company that's producing it and he says it in a little bit better way than me <laughs> but
1: um, yeah the example he, he gave was Apple yes Yeah. You know, um, everybody knows Apple started out selling computers and it um, what was it, 2004 2005 somewhere along the lines they, they broke into the phone business and so here's a computer Company largely known for their their IMAX, their you know crazy funky looking all-in-one uh, monitors, uh, that was breaking into a completely new industry, but it took off, and that was not because of the product necessarily that they were selling. In fact, there are a, a lot of other products already on the market at the time, believe it or not, that could had uh, that could perform some similar functions, but it was because. Of uh, the messaging, that was the, the why of what they did, not what they did in particular. And this is a critical component of feedback, especially if you're going to be a noble leader, is giving your folks the why of what they do, mm-hmm. helping them understand the bigger picture. And if you as a leader don't understand the bigger picture, then you have some homework to do. Mm-hmm. And then how can you understand the work that you're doing and that your, your airmen, the people working for you are doing, how that fits into the bigger picture. And the reason why that's important is because we all want to feel like we have an impact we want to know what, what the impact of our work is, whether that's big or little. we want to know that know that what we do makes a difference, that it matters. And people get burnt out on their job when they feel like what they do doesn't matter. So if we as leaders can communicate from that top level down to our folks that the things that they're doing at the technical level build into things that are happening at the strategic level, at the operational level, they're going to feel like what they're doing is making a difference. And they're going to be more motivated to produce a high level product and keep coming back to work and, and working hard for you day in and day out. I think that's a great way to end
0: <laughs> Any other comments? And we do appreciate what you do for those listening. We understand what your you're the work you produce and the difficulty of it and the hours, but we very much appreciate it. But right now I want to thank you for listening to The Pillars, the podcast of the three sixty-third ISR wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgem,
1: And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker.
2: And I'm Sergeant Ackerberg.
0: And, and lady the lady. therapy dog. <laughs> Until next time, if you need us, reach out to us on the global address list. Finally, thank you for what you do for our nation. Have a great day.